Listen here, see? It's time for... Guns! Games! Cigarettes! Alright, hello! Welcome to, uh, first episode of Guns, Dames, Cigarettes. Listen here, see? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot of, uh, ladies in trouble, smoking cigarettes and shooting people. It's a film noir podcast. Moita. <laughs> right, exactly. Moita and coppers and whatnot, what have you. Right, so so I'm so, Scott, and this is I'm Bill. Bill. Uh, we are from the uh, highly acclaimed podcast, <laughs> Secret Underground Hideout and uh, Black and White Fright. We're expanding our network to our four listeners. Um, yeah. to, you know, get more content out there. <laughs> yes, more content for fewer people. And no no one out there during quarantine is recording podcasts, I hear. So nope. this is perfect timing. Very originally, yes. Throw a new one out in the mix. So yeah, so you and I are on Secret Underground Hideout. We're on Black and White Fright, which is horror-related. Yes, uh, and then you also have a wrestling podcast that I do with uh, Mike from Secret Underground. I know it's called Every Other Monday's Main Event, which you uh, you guessed it on. I don't know, but yep, that may not actually depending on when this comes out, that may come out afterwards. But that was fun. Yeah, that's another thing, and I guess this will probably likely be part of the Dorkening Podcast Network too. Safe oh. assumption. I would. Th- I think at this I, point we are the Dorkening Podcast Network. So yeah. Yes. We're, we're slowly just taking over. We're the corners. The cornerstone. <laughs> that's right. Uh, um, ridiculous. Yeah, so, so yes, yeah. Go ahead. So quick, just like yeah. Before we go into our regular format, I think at one point uh, I had mentioned this, big, like some point last year, and uh, it's like, oh, maybe we can try this like next spring or summer, and, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, great. And then so it kind of came back around again, and that was funny. I I was doing the two podcast, and I was like, oh, I just started the one with Mike, and and then uh, I brought up that one, and they're like, you're a maniac. Because we yeah. to do four of them, and then like a few weeks later, like, then we doing it. Yeah. Oh, Stern enabler. Yeah, and then I brought up the idea to do a music one on top of it. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. My goal is to make it so you every night you're busy with the podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> your son's like, who is that strange man? Yeah. Who's that man down the basement every night? I'm talking to no one. Right. I can't sleep. There's a man yelling in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. You do a lot of podcasts. I've uh I mean I I only do three now. So <laughs> yeah. not that I do. You know, but, uh, I don't know. These are enjoyable. I figure um black and white fright and this one, Guns Dame Cigarettes. I mean, these are movies that typically I would want to watch anyways. So it's kind of forcing me to watch. Right. I have a bunch of both genres that I do want to watch, and this is like helping to do that. Right. There's going to be some clinkers in there, I'm sure. Black and White Fright. We've certainly watched some movies that I wish I had not. Brain but, um, Yeah. But there are some movies that I was like, I always meant to get to that. Awesome. Yeah. So hopefully this chance. continues that trend of... Uh, of more hits than misses. And I remember when I was texting, we were trying to figure out like the kind of the, the rules, like it's going to be just black and white film noir. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, let's do it from what, 19, did you say 1940 to 58 was your suggestion? I, something like that, yeah. And I was like, oh, can we just go to 1960? And you were like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no. That's absolutely not. Well, I know like in, in reading about the, that was like the peak was like 1940 or 42 or whatever to 1958 was when like, that's when it kind of ended, but it, there's still plenty made after that. Sure. There are. I know. So, I just figured, we, we have I to figured, cut it off at some point. I figured, like it, 
even 20 years. I think if you stick to, you know, like at least a timeline that's considered the timeline. Yeah. We're going to have enough fucking movies. So. Oh, yeah. I've already turned the list and I was like, oh, here's like 50 I haven't yeah. seen many of. So, yeah. Right. It's crazy. And a lot of them I've seen, uh, but not for a very long time. So, you know, film noir is uh, I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. So so having that as something even as a not even early, I mean, pre-teens, oh. um, we would, I would watch film noir. So it was something that my parents watched. Therefore, by default, I watched. Oh. Um, so I've definitely seen some some of these, but not for decades. Well, so. In that case, I was all about well, Three Stooges, Benny Hill, and horse racing. Well, I <laughs> I enjoyed these things as well. Yes, uh, but I didn't always have control of the TV. So, yep. <laughs> so same here. So I think uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, because this is the first show, um, <laughs> the, if you've not listened to anything else that we've done, a movie for us is basically a run through of the plot um, with some commentary and maybe some uh, some facts or trivia. And then we usually will rate it on some scale that we'll come up with and uh, and then we'll we'll shut it down and you can go back to doing what you were doing. That's right. Make sense. It does. All right. Let's roll. So. All right. The first, well, you, the, the inaugural choice of movie is uh, The Postman Always Rings Twice, which I read somewhere was erroneously attributed commonly to The Postman Always Knocks Twice, and I have never heard anyone call it that, so I think that's oh. a bullshit piece of trivia to start with. I got but, that uh, off of, of right. uh, falsefilmnoirfacts.com. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. F- just, it's just fff.com. Yeah. Oh, cool. um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so this is the 1946 version, of course, not the remake. Uh, although there are there were some French versions of this movie as well. Um, there was a version yeah, before and after, prior right? to this. Yeah, yeah. The first, so it's based upon a book, right? The James M. Cain novel uh, that came out in '34. This is the first American adaptation of that, uh, and apparently a lot of the delay was just due to the kind of salacious uh, topic, right? Subject matter. It was yeah, pretty racy for the times. It really was. I mean, this movie is still pretty racy for the time. Um, apparently, sure. the book's even racier. So, yeah, 1946. So, yeah. So I was even thinking about the fact that this if it's 46, this movie is 64. No, 67, 74 years old. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I wasn't even born. I was almost born, but not quite yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so this is the the forty six version with uh, Lana Turner mm-hmm. uh, on John Garfield, yep. uh, and then there's some awesome supporting Cecil Kellaway, uh plays Hume, the, the husband and Hume, Hume Cronin, Cronin, who's so fucking good. In oh, this he movie. when I was I, before I looked it up, I was like, this guy looks super familiar, but like I can't. Yeah. Then I was like, oh yeah, okay. He is the best lawyer in a movie ever as a lawyer. Yeah. So he just he looks like a lawyer. He's like perfect. He did, and he was like, he just, yeah, yeah, the part, well, it's kind of sleazy, just the right amount. Mwah. And there's other folks in it, but of course, uh, uh, Alan Reed, Fred Flintstone. Is in yes, the voice, yes. Yes, I enjoyed every minute of him talking. I kept waiting. It's what too bad it? that he, they couldn't fit in like a Wilma I'm home or something yeah. in, a, in a devious way. Or, or just like yeah. at the at his his final scene, he just walks away muttering like, yeah, but damn it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, not to jump ahead, but when he pulled up to the other roadside restaurant, they should have put a giant rack of ribs on his car and it tipped over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. Missed that's opportunities. Where the, that's where the Flintstones came from. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah you got to think this was before the Flintstones, so that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, so the postman always rings twice. Um, 
I don't have a ton of a lot, a lot ton of facts. Uh, Me either. There's not really a lot of trivia on it, um, other than you know John Garfield, who plays Frank Chambers in the movie. Uh, he he's great. He looks a little bit like a like a younger Sinatra sometimes in this movie to me. I can see but, that. Uh, he's really good in it. I uh, didn't have a very long career. Um, uh, so yeah, he, I know. Well, yeah, I he, read he into just that. caught up in the whole communist scare. His, well, his wife, right? Yeah, and then he but he was named. He was named. Well, and he yeah, confessed. Yeah. Oh, uh, did he? He did. So so his career was totally derailed by the bullshit that was going on. Uh, in Hollywood with the Red Scare and naming names and all that. And fucking Ronald Reagan probably named him or someone. Kind of Ronald Reagan named names. But um, but anyways, John Garfield got caught up in it. And uh, to try to salvage his career, he actually confessed and wrote a, a book or a screenplay or something about why he did it. I, I don't remember exactly, but he ended up dying of a heart attack. At 39, uh, right? Th- yeah, 39. That's crazy. I mean, unless you're predisposed to heart attacks, meaning you have like some kind of genetic abnormality that would cause you to have a heart attack at 39, that is some serious fucking stress going on right there. I have a feeling like most people, there's probably, probably a lot of smoking involved too that maybe helped that out because everyone smoked back yeah. like then. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're smoking like a carton a day. 39 is just so young to have a heart attack. It is, yeah. Um, it's just crazy, but anyways, uh, but Lana Turner, of course, is in this, and she's great. She was only what, like twenty? She was twenty-five. I checked up. She was twenty-five, and then Cecil Garfield, who played uh, Nick Smith, her husband in the movie, was fifty-six. Because I wanted, to, I was curious what the real life age difference was between these two. I gotta be honest, they look about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I say that. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously a very pretty woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a handsome man, oh, but yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. so. So the movie starts off uh, in a way that I love, which is a voiceover. I, I, yes. love, a good, I love a good voiceover uh, of, of Frank Chambers, uh, right? Who's kind of like a drifter, uh, and he's hitched a ride. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's, he's hitched a ride. I like the guy who hitched a ride with. I've seen him well, in different things. Yeah, Leon um, Ames. Yeah. Um, actually, when I was looking him up, um, we did a, one of our episodes of Black and White Fright. He was uh, in, in a Murders in the Room Morgue. Okay, because right. I was like, I was like reading his like uh, on Wikipedia. I'm like, this. I was like, oh yeah, this sounds familiar. And I, I have it again. Um, I'll, I'll just summarize the uh, what I copied from that. That he was uh, he was actually kidnapped once, and uh, he and his wife were kidnapped. Or and um, his part, like his business partner, had to like bring the money. Oh yeah, I yeah. remember that story. Yes, yep. yes, that's right. So wow, that's the same dude. The same guy. The kidnappers got caught, and but it was like that. He was that's his deal. But also, I I didn't I missed this part before. He uh in back in 1923, when he was very young, he had abandoned his wife and infant son. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> so he was, a, he was a real winner, and he wanted to have well, a decent career, I guess, in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean Just, here here he's playing the upstanding uh, local district attorney. So yeah, he was he was a he was a bulldog in this. I mean, he's a district attorney slash detective slash something because I don't know any DA that gets quite as involved as he does, but that's okay. Yeah. There's a, a couple, of, couple of weird things in this movie like that, but you know what? It's Hollywood. Yeah. So, so he has a ride with, uh, with who he doesn't know yet is the district attorney yes. uh, who is super into this guy's story, by the way. 
Yep. He wants to know more about Frank's life, which doesn't sound very interesting to me, but that's okay. He's a drifter. It's not, I don't know. Yeah, it could be exciting <laughs> for the times. <laughs> so he gets dropped off. Uh, what's the, the name of the place? Is uh, Twin Oaks? Twin Oaks, yeah. Yep. Uh, although I see no trees. It is the Twin Oaks <laughs> Diner. Um, it's like a diner service station, right? At the, yeah, gas yeah, station. Gas and... station. Uh, and it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be outside L.A., um, like not far from LA. Well, did they mention Santa Barbara too? But I guess that's like an hour away, so maybe it's closer to Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's. I think it's supposed to supposed to get like some of the city traffic, kind of. Okay. Um, although you see really very few cars on this road ever. Yeah, it looks like a terrible place. Maybe a nice place to hang out, but a terrible place to have a business. But um, I like he shows up. He's walking. There's a you know help wanted sign. No, no, no. It's man wanted. Man wanted. Yeah. But before you get into that, when he, you know <laughs> yeah. when he gets dropped off, like there's twice. He's like, "So long, Mister." And yeah. then, uh, "Thanks for the yeah. ride, Mister." Just gonna get that in there. That's true. I'll probably uh, making notes of all the uh, the, the quirky accents. A lot of the uh, <laughs> yeah, especially at the like you know, the the Bugs Bunny like Brooklyn style accent if that comes up. Like yes, Moita, for example. But yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so, he, yep. so he he gets takes the sign. He starts he walking, and Nick Smith, who owns the place, it comes walking out like you're hired, like just yeah. Hey, you're here. Hey, you're, you're working. Here, All right. right, get in here, how you does, big lug. Like, how does he even know like why he's there? Right, he could be there for a hamburger. You have hey, no dude. idea why this guy's here. Mm-hmm. But uh, but nope, he's hired. Very trusting. Nick yeah. Is. <laughs> oh, let's not let's not forget to mention too that the uh, a police cop pulls over the DA right away. Oh he, yeah, yeah. He kind of gets yelled at for doing that. That and that's when he finds out he's the DA. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's such a small little area. There's literally a cop, mm-hmm. and the DA does all the actual police work. How would he not know that's the district attorney? <laughs> Uh, maybe because he seemed too concerned of he was all into cats. So maybe he's oh, all his time reading up on cats, maybe. <laughs> he was leaping through an issue of Cat Fancy magazine. On his yes, that's right. <laughs> I got you, got you. Um, do you see Lana Turner yet? Not yet. You see her inside, I think. Well, yeah, what happens is like they go inside and he's like, oh, I'll make you a free meal. Yeah. And um, But then he has to go out and help a customer. So the, the hamper, oh, uh, oh, then she comes okay. down and she drops like her lipstick, I think. Yeah, it, wants him, it wants him to pick it up and bring it to her. But you get the shot of the gams. You do get a shot of the gams. And, and the, uh, I'm sure, was very risque outfits. Oh, yeah, for 46. Uh, for the time. So boxy. So very boxy, pointy outfits. Pointy, oh, yeah, the pointy brassiere uh, yeah. or bikinis hop or whatever. Just everything she wore throughout this whole thing. When she wore shorts, they looked like they were like a square. Yep. But, um, but yeah, you could see her, her lovely gams. Yes. Uh, she's standing there. She clearly wants him to pick it up, and br- like to be subservient. Yeah, and to bring it to her, and he just holds it. Yeah, he's like, "Nope, nice try." Yep. <laughs> nice which try, you broad. Which she clearly doesn't like. <laughs> yeah. She's like perturbed by that, but then as the relationship goes on, she clearly likes that kind of behavior. So I couldn't quite figure her out yeah. what she likes. Um, I don't recall this in the movie, but apparently at one point when they kiss, um. He bites her lip. Oh. I think it might just be in the book. I, I don't remember it being in the movie. But he bites her lip and draws blood. But, oh. like, she likes it. Oh, okay. Part of the story. No, like... Yeah, like... like it, well, it's just... Funny. No, they're supposed to be, like, kind of rough. 
Oh, okay. Just, I'm sure they must have toned that down to make it a movie. Yeah. I, I read that supposedly one of the times they kissed, there's a bit of tongue. There is a bit of tongue, yeah. I don't remember that. Do you, do you remember seeing it? Uh, no, I've never noticed that. I've seen this movie before, too. and no. I've never, I don't I mean, I guess I'm not really that focused on the mouths and kissing scenes. I'm not, like, gazing at the mouths. Next time. Yeah, next time I'll pay more Please. attention to the to the tongues. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so he's hired, right? Yeah, he's yeah. in like Flynn. He's yeah, working. Even, he's doesn't working. Know, does Nick even know his name yet? No, doesn't matter. Oh, you're a man, and that's hey. why I wanted to hire. So, listen, it didn't say anything specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he asks if he knows how to work on cars. And he's like, I know my way around or whatever. And he's like, All right, you're hired. Yeah. Make and a he... burger, pop some gas, fix the house, you know, have sex with my wife, fix my cars. <laughs> so it's all good. Plot to murder me. It's yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um no that's I mean listen, there's all like little character development and small plot things going on, but they pretty much start to fare. Oh, uh, almost immediately. At, yeah, at this point, right? I she, mean, I think at first she's like, she seems like above him at the way she acts at first. Yeah. And she's, uh, and I know, like, at the same time, Nick is like, he's very thrifty. They're complaining about, like, the electric, electric companies, like, charge him this much and that, or, you know, this, right. this butcher's trying to put me off. Uh, so she's like, he's not working. He's not even working out there. And she goes to try to make him paint chairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's kind of funny. Yes. Like, oh, great idea. I'll go down to the bar and get some paint. Eh, yeah. Take a look over there. Oh, yeah. awesome. The paint. Yeah. Oh, well, tomorrow we'll go get a brush. Hey, yeah. take a look over there. Yep. You motherfucker. <laughs> but I, that, so that leads to, uh, like, he forces a kiss on her right after yeah. that, too. Yep. So she, she doesn't really seem to fight it too much. No. I mean, she's clearly not happy with her husband. Yeah. Right, I, it is a whole, I mean, it comes out later more in, in how she describes it, but you could tell then, you know, she married him for stability, yeah. right? To have someone with some money so that she wouldn't have to work, mm-hmm. he could buy her things, and this is not the guy, right? This but guy's she's, kind she's of a struggling. Yeah, she does the work. Well, I think, but I think she's looking at it as this is hers, and that's that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's not working for someone else for like shit money. True this, is, true. this is like their thing. She she owns it with her husband. Yeah. But it's not that successful. Right. And she doesn't love him. She's never loved him. So she's been there now for who knows how many years. I don't know if it's ever said. I don't I don't remember didn't pick up on that. But it's at least at least fifteen years. So she was ten years old when she 10, got married. Ten years old. <laughs> well, it was the forties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I would say probably a couple of years, right? Uh, probably, yeah. And she's done. She's just done. I mean, she's with a much older man who all he does for entertainment is play the same song on yep. an out-of-tune guitar and get drunk. He, he does get drunk. He I mean, horribly drinks. drunk. Like, yep. like how drunk, you know, like that kind of drunk. Yes. <laughs> when he hiccups, little bubbles come out of his, you know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so she's done. So I think this exciting drifter yeah, it's a change. But she's at the same time, she's like like repulsed and attracted at the same time at first. Well, at least she's acting like that. Right. No, that's playing hard to get, maybe. Yeah, I think that's all fair. And and she I mean she wants the diner to herself. She doesn't want Nick interfering in the diner. Because he's yeah. also very cheap. You know, when the sign breaks at one point, 
He doesn't want it. He just wants to patch it up. Right, right. He doesn't want to buy a new one. It's too expensive. But isn't it, don't they explain that neon's cheaper? Yeah, Can yes, they? yes. Yeah, yeah, so oh, yeah, yes. He ends up getting a neon sign, yes. No, I figured just who, who uh, does he, I know Frank does it in a way where he makes it like seem like it was Nick's idea. Yes, well, yeah, he says, uh, he said, good that you talked to that, because ne- he talked to the neon guy. Yep. He mentioned it, and Nick talks to a neon salesman. And then, and he basically doesn't mention the fact that he brought up the neon. He's like, you right. know, good job talking to that neon salesman. Oh, thank you. Have a drink, you know? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I like but, the, what, what, what made me laugh next. Like, you know, these, they're going to like, uh, he's happy that he has the, side, the neon sign. And uh, yep. so the, she she decides to go swimming because she hasn't for a long time at like midnight or whatever it was. It's all night swimming. But what's what's funny, like, you know, Frank was like already in the car. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a regular luxurious robe that you wouldn't wear to a beach. But. <laughs> And she's like, Nick, aren't you going to go too? And I think that I wrote the quote, I'll just stay here and celebrate the new sign. <laughs> That's true. But he was just drinking, you know? He's, he's yeah. This is so, a weird thing to say. It's a weird I, sentence. I don't know how far along we are in the plot. I mean, there's a lot of small things, right? Little digs. You're clearly painting the picture for a while that she's unhappy. Yeah. They're having a really strange affair on the side. Um, yeah, he's pushed that Frank's really pushing for. Right. right? And, uh, yeah. and at, well, at one point they they try to run away, so they pack oh, up they pack up their suitcases. Yes, that's coming up soon because when they go swimming, that's when they finally kind of really just let yeah. it all kind of hang out. Very from here to eternity, you know, in the in the uh, the ocean on the sand, rolling yes. in the waves. Yeah. What I liked is uh, all they do is leave her note. I'm going away with Frank. I, I love him. Like, what if you? He doesn't let check the cash register for a while. What's yeah, I, I, I didn't. It's all folded up too. Yeah, I, but I, mean, I, I think they assume because he's all about money, he would check that. So, I don't know if yeah. it was that scene. At some point, I read at some point when like there's a close up of a cash register thing. There's a, a Confederate dollar bill in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's the thing that happened. Yeah. I wonder if it was planted there as like a joke or something. Or maybe there's like a, a Confederate sympathizer on the crew. <laughs> maybe. Potentially the last name of Hankins. Oh. Mm. One of my, <laughs> That's your one last of my, name. One of my rabble rousing relatives. Great grandpappy Hankins. <laughs> hey, listen, I have a lot of Southern relatives. So oh. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so well, so they decide to run away together. So they pack a suitcase, right? Yeah, because he goes, he goes out of town, like he's off on business. Yeah, Nick's off on business, so it's a perfect time to run away. Uh, and uh, they they hitch it. They're hitching. They have no plan. It's a terrible <laughs> runaway plan. But Frank's so like, hey, yeah, great. He's like happy about it. Yep. So they're hitching. She's wearing heels, which as you do when you're hitching, uh, no, not very happy. She she doesn't really want to be out on the road. I know she's miserable. Like, and she almost like she's like takes like an actual like fall, like a car like comes yeah. too close. Yeah, yeah. No, no stunt double in that one. No, <laughs> no, she definitely wiped out. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's really filthy. Oh, it's what she's thinking like going for like you know walking on this like interstate in her high heels too. It's not very uh not very well, smart. She, she also only wears white in this movie. Oh, except there's there's three scenes where she wears black. Okay. But yeah, no, otherwise, yeah, she's like, yeah, she is all white in the movie. Yeah. 
So she's all white in this scene, so that's why she becomes dirty very quickly because they're walking yes. down like a dirt road essentially. Um, and then they reach this bend, they sit down because she's had enough, and she decides that she's going to go back. She's not going to go through with this mm-hmm. because she wants something. This is when she really gets into the explanation that she wants to own this little diner gas station combo. Right, and it, if she it's leaves, her way of, like making something. Right, if she leaves, she's starting over. And what does Frank have? Frank has nothing. Yeah. So, what is the point? Like, she'll have nothing mm-hmm. if she goes through with this. And he seems kind of like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so they go back to Twin Oaks uh, and gets the she gets the note. Yeah, they take it out before. Yeah, before before Nick gets back. Very drunken Nick. But then they start talking about, you know, oh, just like, I wish he was dead kind of well, talk. Well, Frank does, and like, it doesn't seem like a joke, but he's like, oh, of course I was just joking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know about that. Because he almost, he does almost have to get into an accident. He's like, because he's driving on the wrong side of the road. They see him yep. coming. Yeah. And then, so he, he comes in and, uh, like, he sees, like, even though he's, like, obliterated, he notices, like, he, like Frank's dressed in his, like, finest suit and... Yeah, two suitcases. Like, what the hell's going on here? He thinks he's he thinks he's stealing. He accuses him of stealing, like he's packed up all the goods and suitcases. Stealing all my hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, this is really there's not much steal here. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, but one of the suitcases is his. He thinks yeah. he's also running, running off. That's what he thinks he's leaving. Yeah, he, has, well, he also doesn't want him to leave. Well, because he, he did like you know mention early on that he uh, what's the exact term like he's. He gets that itch in his feet, and he gets, he has to keep moving. Right, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, but then she comes down and says that she she traded him the suitcase, right, for something. Yes, uh, yes. I forget or, what. Yeah. I forget what she traded. It was something really stupid, and Nick is drunkenly like, "Oh, that's a such a good deal." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like you done good. It, it was something like like uh, more pay, right? Like, no, to, no, 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 no. For the suitcase. For the suitcase itself, oh yeah. But I think part of the part of the whole thing was the lie was that you know she talked him into staying for more pay. Yes, that's right. And and he and he thinks that's good as well because he, yeah. he likes he likes Nick. Nick, I'm sorry, Nick likes Frank. Yes, he does. Like he generally does. I don't think Frank even hated Nick. I never really got that sense that he hates him. He just prefers his wife. And like oh, he's yeah, kind but, of in the way. But it was Do you see like a hatred of him? Who would you rather hang out with, Nick or... Well, no, uh... no, I get it. But I'm saying, <laughs> I don't feel like like Frank hated Nick. No, no, I don't think that either. Where she clearly did at this point. Yeah. Um, and, it, and Nick loves everybody. I mean, he's just like, everybody's my friend. Yes. Wow. But I like to like, they get this plan to murder Nick. That's the plan. Frank, Frank and her are going to murder him. Um, in in, a, in a, the most awkward way possible, a sock full of ball bearings. Yes, while well, he's standing in a bathtub. Yeah, I didn't really understand this plan very well, but uh, it's basically to fill up a sock full of ball bearings and then whack him in the head while he's in the tub, mm-hmm. and it will look like he fell he and fell, yes. his head. Uh, and then there's going to be a ladder outside the window. Yep. So that she can come down. Because the door is going to be locked from the, the inside. The door is going to be locked from the inside. Right. Um, and so they set up the ladder, uh, and things are going to get underway. And and uh, Frank is sitting out by the car. He's going to beep if there's trouble. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is almost immediately trouble where the yeah. policeman from the beginning of the movie shows up on his motorcycle on private property <laughs> and says, hey. Different time, 1940s. Yeah. Hey, this hey, car. Really could have been. This car that I've driven by every single day because it's always here. Whose car, <laughs> whose car is that? You know, when I dropped you off earlier and this car was here, whose car yeah. is that? Um, and he doesn't have time, right? He can't beep. Yeah, he and can't. The, well, cop, the cop notices. Well, wasn't part of it too. He saw the cat and he was like shooing the cat away. <clears throat> right. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I have quarantine voice. Bear with me. Uh oh. Jesus, Christmas. <laughs> so, um, I, I still talk to many people all day, so it's very like Oh, blame it on me. <laughs> so yeah, he notices the cat on the in, in the ladder, uh, and uh, cool, cool looking cat. Um, you, you, the cop loves cats. Who, who do? Oh, he's. I them. know you mad about cats. He is <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. He could be on a TV show called Mad About Cats. Yes. It would be perfectly understandable. But so it, he uh, sees the cat. And the cat's climbing up the ladder. Yeah, that, so that blows a hole in their plot of why the ladder's there, right? Like, he yeah, sees well, it, so... he sees it, and the cat gets up to the top and hits the fuse, the electric box. Yeah. Or the wire. Well, the cop is left by this point, though, right? The cop is left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but almost immediately afterwards, zap, and the power goes out. Yes. And scream. And she he hears her screaming like a lunatic. Like just shriek screaming. Uh and he runs in and she panicked when the lights went out. I don't know why that was such a fucking thing, but she managed to hit him. Yeah. Uh but obviously couldn't go down the ladder. She came downstairs because it's dark. Yeah. And uh she hits him and I think they're talking about just kind of like disposing of or doing something with them, and then they decide to call he wants her to call an ambulance. Well, a doctor, right? Not an ambulance. Right. Well, right. That's right. And that's yeah. be- that's because, right, the cop was there. So mm-hmm. the, the jig is up, right? There's a, yes. He sees the ladder outside. Although I don't know why that's so suspicious. I mean, I don't think the cop would be like, it's under this window, which was the bathroom, because I did the math on that. It's, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a root cop. He just pulls people over. He's not going to know. Well, but... <laughs> Well, they took a chance and... Well, blew. they panicked. They panicked, yeah. so... So, they get Nick to a hospital. I like how, too, he was saying, like, he kept saying that the, we're sunk, too. That's a good, like... <laughs> we're sunk, yes. Like, saying of that of that era. Yeah. Uh, so, they get Nick to the hospital, uh, and he doesn't remember a thing. He remembers it going dark. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, no, none's the wiser, right, but, as yeah. to what happened. But the DA shows up. And why do we? I don't remember why he happens to be there. Doesn't say. Yeah. Does not does not explain why the DA is now involved in a police investigation, but he is, and the DA comes to the house. Well, it's funny at the hospital first. Like they like they say, "Oh, Cora, your husband, he's come come yeah. in and see him." And like the DA just like walk. Oh, well, I'm gonna invite myself in too and just stand by and watch. It's very strange. It the, is, the, yes. The way the DA acts in this movie is very odd. <laughs> but um, but back at home, uh, prior to them getting back, prior to then Cora and Nick getting back home, Frank is there, and the DA pulls up and is chatting with them, right? And they're talking about, like, the ladder. Oh, but he has a good explanation as to why it... Because uh, the cop's there, too, right? The cop is there, too, yeah. So they, but he has, like, a, a good reason. 
like there was some kind of repair that needed to be done. He just didn't get to it. I think it was something with the electric electrical system. Right. And then they and then they showed the dead cat on the ground all fried up. Yeah, poor cat. Poor kitty. Um, although I don't know why they didn't move the ladder in between all this. But anyways, that's okay. Yeah. So the DA is kind of, he's not really buying it. Right? He's suspicious. Yeah. That something's going on here. But Nick comes home. Well, before that, though, they get to spend a week together without Nick, which they're happy oh, about. Oh, that's right. Why is it the hospital? It was the happiest time of his life. Yes. And I, I do like, I think when they get when they get back to the to the diner, the line he says is, kiss me or I'll sock you. <laughs> yeah. Almost like you don't have a choice in the matter now. Yeah. <laughs> but he meant it lovingly. You're stupid. Kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Or taste my fist. <laughs> oh, he's such a tough man. Yeah. Yeah, different times. Um, so you're right. They do have that week where they, there's a couple of beach scenes and they're hanging. They're definitely swimming a lot during that week. Oof. Lots of swimming. Day swimming this time, though, at least. There was day swimming. Yeah, the only time in the movie there's day swimming. Mm-hmm. Quite a few scenes of night swimming, but. There are, yes. Yeah. But the, so at this point, and then Frank gets all sad when Nick comes back, right? Like he can't bear to be there because. He's in love with Cora. Yeah, and they, but he, they can't do anything about it because right. So he leaves. Yeah, he just takes off, and yeah. uh, and and she's also kind of pushing him away. Uh, yeah, at, at this point, right? Because she realizes too that she doesn't want to be having an affair with somebody she can't actually be with. Right. So she's pushing him. Well, she's being kind of bitchy, and he's being kind of you know like eh, like a dick to her. Yeah. So he, so yeah, so he leaves uh, and goes to L.A. And but he's still he's just hanging out by the uh, where the people buy food, whatever that yeah, was. He's, yeah, he's case of the area where um, where the, where he buys like his supplies. Good terminology. Or or, or is um, <laughs> thank you. Case uh, the produce, right? So yeah. they have places like this in Boston where people go and buy produce. Uh, restaurants go and buy like bulk produce. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's that it's that kind of thing. So it's like a giant market where. Like, we could go. Anyone can go. But if you're a restaurant or something like that, usually you would get, like, a discount because you're buying more and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, he's he's casing that place out because he he's hoping to see her. Although, I had never seen her leave before. It's always Nick. I don't always know. Nick, yeah. And and this is no different. Nick yeah. sees him. And he's just, like, so happy to come back doing- today. Right, because he's doing a terrible job of case at this place, by the way. I mean, he's just out in the open. Mm-hmm. He's just, <laughs> he's just Nick well, sees he, him, like, right away. Yeah, you know, he finds a car, and he's, like, going, like, looking all over it. Right, right. like, duh, duh. I put my handprints all over this. <laughs> he's sitting inside to have a cigarette. Um, yeah, yeah, Nick is like, my boy, I've been looking for you. Yep. Like, Come on in. He just opens the car door, and he just gets in. Mm-hmm. Good old trust in Nick. Yeah, brings him back. But he's all excited to see him because he has something to tell him. Yeah. And so he's very, very excited. And he brings him back. And she's, of course, you can see that she's happy to see him, but she's definitely surprised to see him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we... Did it already happen yet? No, no, never mind. It hasn't happened yet. Never mind. So he tells them the big plan that he has, which is he's going to sell. Yeah. Because they're going to be putting in a new highway. Something like that. Well, something that would I think he feels would like be bad for his business, anyways. Yeah, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. So well, it's, it's such a such a great deal for Cora. 
she gets to move to Canada and take care of his parents. Northern sister. Canada. Northern. <laughs> yes. And which is like even worse. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, to take care of his sister. They're going to move in with Nick's like sick sister in Northern Canada. Yep. And he says that she needs help, especially from a woman. Right. And then she's upset because he didn't mention it to her before. Like, maybe we could have yeah. talked about this. And he, he just goes, my mind's made up. Yep. Nope. It's mine. <laughs> yep. My decision. And he also, I think, it seemed like he really thought she'd be like, oh, my God. I get, I get to go to northern Canada? Like, oh, ex- like exotic. Like be after like, a paralyzed woman the rest of my life? Like, like he's really... A, kind of weirded out that she's not excited at this yeah. ridiculous prospect. Is it and, this the point too where he shows uh, the, the wedding picture to Frank? Yes. Um, and then she's not, she just, I don't think she's even smiling in the picture, is she? No. No, okay. Well, <laughs> you're, you're correct. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just like, Jesus, that's crazy. So it's, it's a Kuglatuk. <laughs> well, in Canada, yeah. You look it up on a map? No, no, no. <laughs> but um, so that night, uh, Frank goes into the kitchen and Cora's in there holding a knife. That's the scene I was going to bring up, but I, I was getting ahead of myself because that's why she's wearing black the first time. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yep. Uh, and she's, she wasn't going to kill him. She was going to kill herself. Yeah. Uh, which is like, I mean, Jesus. And then she basically is like, everything is awful right now because you came back. Like, I thought that would have happened you, anyways. Yeah, but <laughs> him coming back. Except, well, she would have gone along with it, yeah. Right, but now, no. So, uh, basically, they're going to try to kill Nick again. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, yep, and he and, and Frank says he would do it this time. Yeah. Because he offered have, the, yeah, the first time he offered, she's like, no. Like, she wanted to do it. These two almost deserve what they get, because their plans on killing this guy are fucking terrible. So, the first time is the ball bearing to the sock in the bathtub. Yeah. This time is to get them in a car and fake a car accident after killing Nick in the car. Yes. It's so elaborate and so ridiculous, but (laughs) they're going to get in the car and Nick goes to drive and she's yelling, no, she wants to drive or something because they're drunk. Well, that's because the the, the DA ended up showing up to get air to tire. Right. Which Which they didn't plan on. Right. Yeah. So now there's a witness seeing everyone get in the car, but they're also clearly drunk. Right. Or at least Nick, well, is. Nick is drunk. Frank is pretending to be drunk. Yeah. Uh, and then they go on this like uh, kind of like rural back road, like a, right? like a scenic road, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. up on like a like cliff cliff roads. So you're, yeah, right? we're going around the cliffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of driving along on that, and Nick is singing this fucking song. And I don't remember. <laughs> you love it. The guy's so obnoxious when he's drunk. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and uh, Frank whacks him over the head with a bottle. Yeah, they don't show it, but I like how they presented it. Yeah. Like we, I know we haven't. Maybe we'll talk about it afterwards. It's like the presentation and visuals and stuff too. Besides, oh. like, we talked about the uh, the, the color of her, her clothing, but I do like how. Uh, it's just like you see the hand picking it up off the floor, and it's it's really her reaction that you see once it happens, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 I like how uh, that was done. And and he's dead. He dies. She, they managed to kill him by whacking a bottle off his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right. now they need, now they need to get rid of him. So their plan is 
to push the car over the edge. Yep. And then go down there. And dirty themselves up. Dirty themselves up and pretend they were in the car or you yeah. know, or in the car with the with him. Yep. It's a terrible plan. So <laughs> they're pushing, and of course, <laughs> not very well. Frank gets caught and pulled down with the car. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is an awesome scene though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you were expecting it. It's pretty Oh great. no, it wasn't. Yeah. He gets pulled out and she panics because now the man she actually loves is down there too. And she runs up to the road. She scrambles up the side of the cliff she's on uh, to the road and stops well, the first I, car coming. I think what happens, then they see the car coming, so they were trying to hurry up and get it down more? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, it, and it's, of course, the DA. Yes. Uh, who had been, a winky-dink. Well, he had been following them because yeah. he, he knew something was not right. Um, he's Again, I don't. he's like super DA. He's detective DA. Yep. Um, well, that's the case, and how come we didn't see himself getting kidnapped in the future in real life? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Did he, why have kids if you knew you were just going to walk away from them someday? That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah. So, we're basically in court now. <laughs> right? Not yet. I mean, it fast forwards, doesn't it? Frank, Frank wakes up in a, in a hospital, or not, I'm a, maybe like a jail bed. Right, right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when uh, the DA's like sweating him down. Like he's like he, he pretty much explains like he like half knows what's going on, but like he's assuming the other half of. But he like, he knows enough. He wants them to turn on each other. He does. Right. So he wants to get he wants to get Frank to sign paper saying that it was Cora's idea. Yep. And, and he then, does. And if he does that, he will get charged. Yeah. <clears throat> so he really wants Cora, right? Yeah. Um and then and it works kinda, right? Cora they Cora turns on him once she finds out what he did. I don't blame her. Oh yeah, when they actually go in, into the, the little courtroom scene. Yeah, with Hume Cronin as her lawyer. Well yeah, but uh, he he's in the room beforehand and like he just keeps saying I'm I'm handling it. Yeah. Without wait. without further explanation. It was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, but you, you could tell he's like big city lawyer. It's like, just oh listen, yeah. Just listen to this fucking guy. I'd listen to him. If this yeah. guy came in, I didn't know him. And someone went, I hired you a lawyer. Like, my parents were wealthy or whatever. Hired me a lawyer. And this guy showed up. I am shutting the fuck up. Yeah. I'm just letting this guy run it. Because yeah. I would not know more than him. I can That's tell right. you, he has all the razzmatazz lingo down. He's like shadow boxing around me. Just do it. Like, mm-hmm. you're fine, buddy. Uh, so he, he knows. He has a plan. This guy has a plan. The lawyer clearly has something going oh, on. Oh, Keats. His name was Keats. Keats. He's just telling like, like, you know, like, Ixnay, like, shut up. Yeah, they, uh, can't, they can't help themselves, especially her. Right. So she wants to bring him down with her. So they get, I don't know why yeah. they're brought into a room together. Seems kind of awkward to me. One thing I noticed when they leave the court and go into that room together, there's yeah. like a, a man in a suit that like whispers something to one of the guards. I think that was the, uh, he was in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, really? He worked uh, at the the Bailey uh, at their their business. He was savings like alone. Savings and loan. Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of the words. Uh, yeah, he was the, the guy with the glasses who worked there. Not Uncle Billy. No, no, no. The, the just, the, just the, like the, an employee. Well, yeah, like he's at, at the end. He's one counting all the money when they're everyone's giving money to. Oh, to oh, that's funny. I was like, oh, I was waiting for him to like maybe have a line or two, but nope, that was his only 
Like two seconds in the movie. Like similar time frame too. It's a Wonderful Life came out around this time, didn't it? I, Before I think 46? so. Yeah. 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 So, uh, that's that's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're in a room together, the two of them, and uh, and she's and, and the lawyer. Yes. And she's like, not, nope, don't want to hear about it, don't care about it. Whatever you tell him, he's bullshit. He's <laughs> he's turning on me. Fuck that. Yeah. Taking him down with me. I want to confess. Yep. So she's going to confess, put it in writing. So Keats is like, okay, let me get the the the, the prosecutor or whatever, right? Something. Yeah. Um, who's going to take it down? And in comes Alan Reed. Um. He had a bit of a James Gandolfini vibe. I got absolutely yeah. yes, very, very, very much so. But I mean, it is Fred Flintstone when he talks. It is Fred. I Flintstone. wish I wish someone was named Barney in the movie. He would have been like Barney. Barney. <laughs> but then he's um, like he's accusing people of stealing his fruity pebbles. <laughs> I was very disappointed because at first he really doesn't talk much, and I was like, God damn it! I forget. Does he talk in this or what? Yeah. And then later when he's talking, every single time, just smile. I would just smile because I was just laughing. I have to go head. back. I didn't find out until afterwards that he was the voice of Fred Flintstone. You didn't, yeah, you didn't catch it. So, no, I'll, I'll maybe go back and like I'll listen to some of his lines and I close oh, my you, eyes and picture, you know, a menacing Fred Flintstone or something. If you know it's him, you will absolutely immediately go. I mean, clearly that's Fred Flintstone. I can okay. see maybe not pick it up because it's pretty random. Yeah. Um. So so he's there. He's gonna type down her confession, and he goes ahead and does. She confesses everything. Oh yeah. I mean everything. Attempted murders, murders. Uh, confesses it all, blames him and her. She takes, she's yeah. not throwing it. She's saying both of us. Yeah. Did this. So her confession's truthful. Yeah. Uh, in this case, you know, maybe a little, a little, a little, she might be a little perturbed at him, which is why she's doing it, but it's truthful. Oh, definitely. Um, so Alan Reed does it, says, okay, takes it away. Le- they leave. And now that's it. They're they're waiting. They're waiting for them both to go to jail, basically. And in comes her lawyer, who does kind of a feel better now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with her. System. Yep. Uh, and then tells her, right, that they don't really have they don't have anything. Like they don't have a case. Yeah. Um Well, they explained that that was his was Keith's associate who did well, that. Yeah, but but she calms down first. Uh, right? I mean that that's it, but but he has a a plan right to get a plea bargain for yes. for manslaughter. Yeah, so that's cause when they go back to court. You mean the next the next time, yeah. the next day, or whatever she, it was. She calls him. He basically calls her a fucking dummy and says, yes. "Like like, don't ever do that again." Like yeah. I got this thing. They have no proof of anything. Yeah, it's all and the same. This guy took this deal because he didn't know better. Like. Stop blaming them. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. So the next day they're in, they're actually in court, court, right? Having the trial. It's a fast, fast moving trial. Very uh, fast, yeah. And yeah, I mean, they have nothing. He knows that they have nothing. They have no evidence. So he gets, ends up getting a plea bargain. Uh, I, for, I, I do like at the same time, though, he like, asked the, the judge they could speak in private. Yeah. Which is just whispering to each other in the middle of the courtroom. Yes. <laughs> Yes, um, but he gets a plea bargain right for manslaughter, or she just gets probation with leniency. Yes. Yep. So that was kind of it. So it goes back now. I don't know how far in the future this is, but not too far. Not too far. Yeah. And uh, the Twin Oaks though is like hopping, 
It's well, a but beer, it has a beer garden now. It it is, but they also, I think it, they decide to get married. Yes. Because yes. like I think people thought it was suspicious that they were like well, together they were living, there. Yeah, they were living together. Yes. And so they like like begrudgingly because they they hate each other's guts right now. Well, or, right. Or so, she hates his guts. Right. So they're they're definitely tense. And then and then Keats and um, uh, who's the other guy? Um, uh, Alan okay. Reed, right? Keats did Sackett. His name's Sackett, I think. Um, yeah, right. Oh yes, at the DA Sackett, yeah. Yeah. Yes. The lawyer and, and, and Sackett come by. Well, I think you may be getting ahead a little bit because right after they get married, doesn't she, she finds out that her mother is sick and she has to go tend to her. Um, I don't think quite yet. It's no? coming up. No, so they come by um, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they say like, uh, they, I think they bring up the fact that they're not married and people are talking. Oh, is that when it then cuts to? Oh, okay. And it cuts to the, them getting married and they're getting married by um, Keats. Well, they get married by Keats or was he a witness? Uh, well, maybe he's just a witness. He's there, yeah. though. Because there's someone else there, too, that I Keats thought was is... the one to me. Keats is all on board this couple's train. Like he yep. seems to seems to really like them. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so Cora learns though that her mother's sick and she has to go. Yes. Uh, and then he goes to say bye to her, and she's like, hmm, like not having it. Yep. She is. She does, she's not happy. Not happy. Uh, it's her husband Frank, now, though. <laughs> yeah, but Frank's like, well, you know what? I'm not getting any. So he sees a, a lady, a pretty lady, in the parking lot. I mean, Corey's not even on the, she, the train hasn't even left yet. Doesn't matter. Lady no. having trouble with the car. So he goes over and uh, he gets in the car and gets the car started up with her, right? She's just flooding the car and basically convinces her to go on a trip to Mexico. Yes. And in the book, is she's like a lion tamer. Is that right? Yeah. They, they changed that. And I, I don't know if she had a, a, a more expanded role in the book than the movie because that's the only time you really see her. Well, yeah. Well, in this, she's uh, she works at a diner, a roadside diner. She, she does, yeah. But like, you don't see her again after the scene. No. Yeah. Well, a lion tamer. Wow, that's exciting. I'm pretty sure it was a lion. <laughs> lion. Oh Jesus! Um, but then they get uh, Cora comes back right after the week. Yeah, and she, that's when she's wearing black again because her mother died. Yep. Uh, but she starts talking about how they're going to get along much better now. And she doesn't explain why, and I'm immediately like, eh, she's pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when they get home, Alan Reed's there, right, Kennedy? Yes. Yeah, he's like a pri- he used to be a private investigator or something. No, a gumshoe or whatever they say, yeah. yeah. And now he works for Keats. Um, but he has her confession. Well, yeah, but now he like, stole he's, it he's, from Keats because they're because they're not they're not uh, in cahoots anymore. He right, they, for him. they had a falling out. Yeah, and he stole the confession and now wants them to pay up. Yes, and he knows about. Uh, they also, we also forgot to mention how uh, she received a ten thousand dollars life insurance policy. That's right, because yes. Nick died. Because Nick that died. was that was that was part of the suspicion was he'd taken it out like a day or two before the, the quote unquote accident. Yeah, I did. I did too. And just I can't believe I remembered. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. Uh, but basically, they beat the shit out of Alan Reed. <laughs> the way they do it, too, but honestly, because there were some slappings. I was like, "This is like the Three Stooges." Yeah, the yeah, blood. yeah. He's he's curly. 
but it's kind of strange because he's a you know he's like a large intimidating man. Well, he has a gun and they slap it away, and that's the end of him being tough guy. Yeah, I mean, he clearly could fight. Uh, Yeah, they they smacked the shit out of him. They do, and and made him call his little partner who actually had the confession. Yep, um, to bring it down and take it, get the fuck out, (laughs) don't come back. That's right, and that's like the end of it. That's the end of Alan Reed in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, uh she goes outside with she, them and she, she comes back in and the woman from the car had come by. I thought it was Sackett who came by. I, I, the way I have it is that Sackett stopped by and let Cora know about Frank's Mexican trip. I might be wrong. No, no, no. Yeah, the woman shows up. Oh, this is the woman. Off yeah, camera. you don't see her. Right. Okay. Right, but the woman shows up. Why did I write um, Sackett? And he, she mentions it to him. So she threatens um, threatens to tell. Yeah. And then they, boof, they go at it. And then she tells him that she's pregnant. Oh, okay. That was what happened. Yeah, and then, of course, there's her weird theory that, you know, maybe, you know, it's a blessing because we took a life. So maybe, oh. <laughs> maybe if we bring a life into the world. Whatever, whatever gets you. For it, it's yep. like, yeah, you're probably just bringing in a little criminal. But yeah. You, but you do it. <laughs> the two of you genetically <laughs> may have a problem. But they do uh they do have a nice night swim out of it. Yeah, yeah. They, but they seem but, to be happy again. Well they do a trust exercise, right? Where uh oh, they yes. swim out as far as they can swim out and she can't make it back. Yep. And he can drown her <laughs> or help her. And he of course helps her. Yeah. Um, so you could tell that they're 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 actually getting back together, right? Yes. She's forgiven him. They're having a baby. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be great, right? So we and think. driving home, Frank crashes the car. Is that because they try to kiss while he's driving? They try to kiss while he's driving. Yep. And uh, kills her. And I like it because she drops the lipstick. Oh yeah, that's the hand. Yes. Yeah, which is what she did when they met. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Frank is. Frank's charged with killing Cora. Yep. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Sackett visits him a death row, which is horribly inappropriate. <laughs> uh, it's, his night, it's his night of, of execution. And the DA's there to like, well, oh, tough, tough break there, buddy. Like, but, you did this. But, but, but Frank's like, did the, uh, did, did, the gov- did the governor pardon me? And he's like, sorry, no. So it seems like maybe he tried to do that for him. And that's why he showed up. Maybe. Maybe, but even even throughout this whole conversation, he's just like, "Listen, I don't know. You may be you may be innocent of this. What the fuck do I know? I'm just the DA." But <laughs> you know, listen, buddy, what are you gonna do? Go out there? You go out there? We're just gonna try you for the murder of of Nick. So you're gonna end up back here anyway. So just die. Yeah, it's a really weird way to look at it because now it's like if you commit murder now and you get up there and you're so fucking mad you're like I'm not even going to plead fucking innocent or guilty fuck you I don't recognize this court <laughs> you're immediately put in a not guilty plea you know, like 6 months later you'll maybe get a jury started it takes forever this guy could have lived for years it's just a movie i know but i was just, i was just so annoyed <laughs> with the da just like eh. i'm just picturing you like anyways like just like grabbing your remote pausing it slamming it down your table and like going to the library I'm like, give me like, like these like giant books on law that you like, just like with a micro, like a yeah, like a magnifying glass, looking through. It's, it's right, right here. 
the case of Los Angeles versus Davidson. Second was wrong. So, so he's like, "Yeah, you're right." Like I'm fucked. And he and he mentions uh, right yeah. that the the postman always rings twice. Right. Does he actually, see the title. He, he does. No, he, he says it. Okay. Blood says it, which is a <laughs> weird thing to say. Uh, but he says that you know, as the postman always rings twice to make sure people get their mail, fate has rung twice. Yep, to make sure he gets his comeuppance. Yeah, well, both of them did, right? Both, both of them, yeah. Yeah, which is awkward. Now, the, the, the postman always rings twice is a weird phrase because they don't. Um, but <laughs> but apparently they did once upon a time. They used to ring the doorbell? Yeah, I guess what it was is there's a couple theories as to where this the book got its title. Um, but one of them is based upon a, tr- a true thing that was, so it could be what it's based on. Which is they would ring the or knock the door or ring the bell once for mail to let you know you had mail. If it was a telegram that you had a sign for, yep. they would ring it twice. Oh, okay. Time to get to the door. Well, that's very polite. But, of them. but even then, in that particular scenario, the postman is not always ringing twice. <laughs> it's like the postman sometimes rings twice. So it's a well, weird title. But in any case, I think the whole point of it is that it's twice. Yes. Right? Twice. Metaphorically speaking. So he's going to die, and that's the end of the movie. Yes, it is. He accepts it. Yep. So I guess he has his closure, kind of. I guess. Kind of. <laughs> he's going to die, but sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so everyone in this movie dies, uh, except, for the, except for the DA, or gets oh, the shit slapped out of them. And, yeah, Keats uh, was okay, too. Yeah, Keats. Ke- he, he won his bet against Sackett, too, for $100. That's right. He was so proud that he made him write a check so he could frame it in his office. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's it. That is. We, we've done it. We have talked we about have. The Postman Always Rings Twice, 1946 version. Um... I mean, go into it. I love this movie. Um, I, again, I hadn't seen it in a very long time. Um, but it is a, I mean, it's a classic movie, obviously considered a classic, but it, it's a beautiful looking movie. It is. Yeah. A, a lot of great shots. It's, you know, it's hammy at times, but it's still very well acted. I think everyone's very good in their roles. Um, Lana Turner, especially, is really good in this movie. Yes. Um, I think everyone else gets a little more, a little more hammy than she does. Is this like what made her known for dramatic? This acting, is her, I believe. Yeah, this is a big, big movie for her. Yeah. yeah. So her, I mean, she's interesting, right? She was discovered at what, like fifteen? Oh, well, I don't know. Was well, she? She was like working at like a drugstore. Oh. She was like discovered. All I know is my back. only note for her is that she had seven husbands. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. Well, also that. Um, from I think it was from Wikipedia. Uh, at some point, the media controversy surrounded Turner in 1958 when her 14-year-old daughter, Cheryl Crane, yeah, stabbed Turner's lover Johnny Stampanato to death yeah. in her what, home. Who was in the mob? He was in the mob. Oh, that sounds like a, a mob name. But there was it was deemed justifiable homicide. Right. Yeah, I think he I think he was uh, like a abuser, like he'd slap around Lana Turner. Oh, so yeah. Oh, good for the daughter. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to give our let's give our thoughts? Do you want to rate it? How do, yeah. how do you how do you want to rate it? Well, we have I a think whole, whole new podcast, whole new scale. 
Well, I think we can still do a one to ten, but I think you want to like, customize it. So, like, I joked in the text that, like, uh, on a scale of one to ten, uh, husband murder plots. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, so just you know, for each episode, you do it to something. All right. uh, I would give it seven husband murder plots. Seven husband murder plots. Yeah. Stop that. I almost said Moida. Moida. So there you go. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, I'd never seen it before, but I, I uh, you know, I was, I was aware of it, so I'm, I'm glad that uh, I can finally check a box off that I've seen it. Um, yeah, like I said, I think Lana Turner was the uh, the best out of all with performances. I mean, I liked, I didn't dislike anyone's performances. Sure. Um, I thought uh, that uh, what's Kennedy's associate was a uh, ugly motherfucker. Just want to get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, you know, you, you did have like a lot of these little elements. You, you know, there, no one actually gets uh, shot in this movie. No, yeah. So the the title of our podcast is way off, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I was brought up calling it, you know, uh, like car crash, Dame cigarette, but it didn't have the same. Your ball bearings in a sock, Dame yes. cigarette. <laughs> elaborate murder, elaborate murder <laughs> schemes. <laughs> yeah. No well, we'll GTAs. Go, we'll get to guns at some point. Well, yeah, actually, if, well, I don't know if we're we going to go back and forth on our choices like we do on, on Black and White Fright. I think so. Okay. I think All that right makes then. sense. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, I, I, you know, they, I think the way it was shot, it wasn't like super fancy with like the, the, the stark contrast, but you had like some shots that were oppressive, kind of, especially I think in the diner, you felt closed in. I, you know, I got Certainly. that feeling. Yeah. Very tight. Very tight. And like, yeah. so it kind of, that would represent like how she feels trapped there. Right. Um, no, it was it was almost two hours, but it didn't feel like it. I think it, it went. It had a good flow. Agreed. And it, it, it kept having like you know I didn't suspect that you know I thought they were like oh they were gonna like you know hatch their plan and then do the plan and kill them and then something else was gonna happen. So I didn't expect like the the failed first time around to add to the tension and you know kind of ruin their relationship for a while. Yeah, I mean honestly, by the time they get to being arrested for murder it's already been like a whole movie it feels yeah. like and then it really just takes on another another plot uh which is kind of interesting it's a very emotional roller coaster so what do you what do you rate it how many um uh, well so i would give it um i i really like this movie a lot um i, I mean i'm sure some of it is just nostalgic fondness uh for seeing it a long time ago but uh, but I would give it um, uh, eight man wanted signs out of ten. Um, <laughs> oh, so it's, so it's our own personal customization ratings. I see. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> um, it's a classic, and I think there's a reason why it's a classic. It has great dialogue. Uh, it, it's kind of that weird stilted, you know, crime caper dialogue. Sometimes uh, yes. it's a little unnatural uh, sounding, but. It, yeah, but it works, and uh, I like everyone in the movie. I mean, I think Nick maybe could have been replaced. Um, he's well, a- he served his purpose. He did. He's a terrible drunk, though. It was just such a hammy drunk performance. You're kind of well, like, at, least, at least he wasn't an angry drunk. He was a fun no. drunk. Yeah, he's whimsical. Yeah. But um, in that fucking guitar. But um, <laughs> but no, I really like it a lot. Hume Cronin is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Um, getting Fred Flintstone is just bonus. Uh, it had a pretty good soundtrack. I think the credits were kind of boring, if I recall. I don't recall the font being and, special. And if, yeah, me either. But you do get a couple other voiceover parts too. It's not just the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So, throughout, throughout, there are yep. a few. 
um, which I, I do. I, I enjoy a good voiceover. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a good plot. And I kind of want to read the book. I don't know why I never have. Uh, because it's a lion. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's plot development. Some, some pizzazz, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, liked it a lot. Would, Ted, right. Ted would watch again, but really an eight. All right. So yeah, get out there and watch it if you haven't. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, so next, so we're sponsored by nobody. Uh, which, now, it's fine. <laughs> it's kind of weird, uh, yeah. Weird not being, not having to do that. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think in some shows we tend to plug everything. I don't think we really have to do that. Yeah, uh, we already gave the podcast. But we're part of the Dorketing Podcast Network. So yeah, if you're interested in hearing other shows, horror based or wrestling based or nostalgia based or comic based pop, pop culture all of all video games um the 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 uh the dorkening.com right right yep okay. um and do we have any pages set up for this yet or not yet uh, instagram just it's literally just guns damn cigarettes okay that's probably as far as it's gonna go <laughs> all right yeah well, that's all good i have like seven instagrams so yeah i know i can fucking imagine if you like the, the bill instagram <laughs> podcast network Yep. Um, and I'll get a website thrown together to host these lovely things. And uh, all right, we'll roll from there. But yeah, so thank you for tuning in to the inaugural episode. It's probably a little longer than most are going to be. I think we were talking about what the fuck we're doing yes. uh, for part of it. Uh, do you have a choice for the I next episode? I do, actually. Episode? And I, it should fill all the criteria uh, Guns, games, called... and cigarettes? Oh, it's called Gun Crazy. Oh, great. You that? I have seen that. Oh, all right. I have not, but I I, uh, I read, uh, I forget her name, but the, the main actress, she was in... We saw her in a movie. In, in um, I'm trying to think which one it was. Oh, um, Night of the Demon. That's right. So. Yeah. Uh, she, she, I, she's in that as well as, have you ever seen Rope? I have seen Rope, yes. Um, so, um, what's his name? I'm looking him up, actually. Uh, John Dahl. Um, so kind of like the, like the intellectual of the two guys. Okay. Uh, is is the other guy in oh. or the other person in Gun Crazy? Oh, all right. Yeah, that'll be next time. Awesome. All right. Look, I look forward to watching it. All right. Smoke a cigarette with your lady while firing a gun. See you later. <laughs> That's right. Bye. Guns, games, cigarettes. <laughs>